Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom, lovers of the Torah. Thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I am your host, Pastor Mark. Today, I'll be exploring the idea of Yom Kippur and its goal to forgive, remove, and cleanse us from the defilement of sin. Yom Kippur is just a few days away, and many, many people are getting ready to observe it in hopes of freeing their conscience from guilt and shame related to their sins. Now, the agonizing and unrelenting problem is that God has allowed his own temple, priesthood, and sacrificial system, which was designed to bring atonement, to become obsolete for nearly 2,000 years. Thus, the ritual, substitutional, animal sacrifices found in Leviticus chapter 16, given to make atonement and remove our sins, are no longer available. This is more than unsettling. It is painfully frustrating for those who love God and look to Him for atonement, reconciliation, and wholeness. But what if the temple and the priesthood and the sacrificial system were only types and shadows of Messiah designed to prepare us for His coming and His atoning sacrificial death? Would we not expect that the types and shadows give way to the reality that they were pointing forward to? In other words, if the earthly temple, priesthood, and sacrificial system were pointing forward to and preparing us for Messiah's coming and redemption, then they would no longer be needed once he came. People of God, Messiah came nearly 2,000 years ago, right on time as Daniel the prophet foretold. And on the heels of his coming, he took the sin of the world on his shoulders. He suffered and died on our behalf as a substitutionary sacrifice, paying the debt of sin that we all owe so that whoever puts their faith in his atonement would not only have the forgiveness of their sins, but the complete removal and full cleansing that we all desire. Suffice it to say, Yeshua, Jesus, he is the initial fulfillment of Yom Kippur. And in today's podcast, we'll explore some of these ideas a little bit more fully. I hope this brings you and your family tremendous hope and joy as we come into this great season of Yom Kippur. Now, keep in mind that this is a midrash and is not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or theological treatise on the subject. I'm simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself, and I reserve the right to change my mind as I grow in the grace and knowledge of Messiah. So, let's begin. Hebrews chapter 9, and we'll look at the first 14 verses. It says, Now even the first covenant, speaking of the covenant made with Moses, had regulations for worship and an earthly place of holiness. For a tent was prepared, the first section, in which were the lampstand and the table and the bread of presence. It is called the holy place. Behind the second curtain was a second section called the most holy place having a golden altar of incense and an ark of the covenant covered on all sides with gold 
in which was a golden urn holding the manna and Aaron's staff that budded, and the tablets of the covenants. Above it were the cherubim of glory, overshadowing the mercy seat. Of these things we cannot speak in detail. Now, suffice it to say, it's a description of the tabernacle. And within the tabernacle was what was called the Holy of Holies. It was in that place that the the mercy seat and the covenant were. And God told Moses, it's there that I'm going to meet with Israel. And Moses, of course, being that that mediator, uh, it would only be through Moses uh, once a year that God would meet with his people. And actually, it's Aaron, the brother of Moses, who becomes the high priest. But it's through that high priest in Israel, that mediator in Israel, that God would meet with and speak to and through to the people of Israel. This is a fascinating look, and we don't have time to really go into it, but the idea is is that God desires to meet with us. He comes to us and meets with us through a mediator, his high priest. Now, let's go back to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 6. These preparations have thus been made. The priests go regularly into the first section, performing their ritual duties. But into the second, only the high priest goes, and he but once a year. And not without taking blood, which he offers for himself and for the unintentional sins of the people. So the priesthood was really primarily all about atonement. And the people of Israel would would bring offerings, sacrifices, if you will, to the priests. And they would lay their hands on their animals that were being given to the priests. And they would confess their sins and they would impute their sins to the animal. God said, you know what, I'm going to give you... Uh, the, the blood of the animals as an atonement on the altar for your sins. In other words, God's saying that, that you know, there shall be an atonement uh, made um, as you give uh, a life, a soul, in your place as a payment for your sin. He was teaching us that sin brings death. But also in his mercy, he was saying, I'm going to give you a way to pay that debt that you owe, that death that you owe, through a substitutionary soul, a soul that dies on your behalf. That that was the animal sacrifices, and thereby removing your sins, making an atonement for your sins. God was removing our sins. He was was forgiving us through this um, act of substitutionary atonement. And then once a year, the high priest would go into the most holy place, and he would then make an atonement, which atoned for all the sins of, of Israel for that entire year, and then they would be removed via the goat of removal. This is the ritual of Yom Kippur. You can read about that in Leviticus chapter 16. He'd go in once a year to accomplish this. And I want to say from the outset, the ritual of, of Yom Kippur in the earthly tabernacle was a type and shadow of the genuine redemption that would later come through Messiah. The rabbis knew this, the sages knew this, that in Messiah, uh, all of these types and shadows would find their fulfillment. In other words, God w- was bringing us and teaching us and leading us to the place to, to encounter his son, the Messiah, and to receive the fullness of forgiveness and removal of sin that would only come through his sacrificial death. So let me go on. Verse number eight, Hebrews chapter nine. By this, the Holy Spirit indicates that the way into the holy places is not yet opened as long as the first section is still standing, which is symbolic for the present age. And so when the writer of Hebrews is writing here, the temple is still standing. 
And, and basically what he's saying is this, that um, the time is coming in which this temple is going to be removed. It is making way for what it represents, the true temple of God, the true dwelling place of God. It's his son, Yeshua the Messiah. This is, this is how God would come to us now in a much closer, more significant way in and through his son. And once that temple, once that temple 2,000 years ago uh, would no longer be standing, it was at that time that this age, the present age, would give way to the messianic age, the messianic era. And in that era, we would find the fullness of forgiveness of sin and the removal of our sins and a cleansing from, from guilt and shame like, like we, we always hoped for. And so let me go on with, with the reading here in, in uh, verse 9 of Hebrews chapter 9. According to this arrangement, gifts and sacrifices are offered that cannot perfect the conscience of the worshiper. Those gifts and sacrifices in the in the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant, where we brought animals as as a living sacrifice to be uh, slaughtered and their blood poured out on the altar for for our atonement, the the blood of bulls and goats could not perfect our conscience. They could not cleanse our conscience. They could cover our sin temporarily, but we had these ongoing rituals to continue in that covering. And even once a year, year after year, the high priest would have to go in. They couldn't perfect because there were only types and shadows. They could point forward to that which could perfect, but it wouldn't be until Messiah came that we would have the fullness of that. These regulations, these sacrifices, verse 10, they deal only with food and drink and various washings, regulations for the body imposed until the time of reformation. Verse 11, but when Messiah appeared as a high priest of the good things uh, that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, he entered once and for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing eternal redemption. In other words, the earthly tabernacle was the type and shadow of that which was in heaven, the very temple of God in heaven. It represented the dwelling presence of God among us. And the writer here in Hebrews is saying that, that Jesus, the Son of God, Yeshua the Messiah, when he died, he entered into the heavenlies, into that true dwelling place of God. And he brought his own blood, not the blood of bulls and goats, but his own blood. And through his own blood, he secured eternal redemption for all of us who would believe. Verse 13, for if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer, sanctify for the purification of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Messiah, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Yeah, it's powerful when you think about it. That in Messiah and through his death and resurrection, he entered into the heavenly, secured eternal redemption for us. So that not only could we experience the forgiveness of sin, but a cleansing of our conscience regarding that. A cleansing of the guilt and shame 
stigmatized by our sins, now removed once and for all and forever so that we can live with a clear conscience before God. What an amazing gift this is through his son, that we could be freed, forgiven, and reconciled to God, our consciences free to serve the living God. Now, let's, let's make some application. We're coming into Yom Kippur in the next several days. And I believe that we have two choices this year for Yom Kippur. We can try and secure forgiveness and cleansing from sin through good works, which in the end, by the way, you and I know cannot atone or remove our sins. Good works don't atone for our sins. Good works can't remove our sin. Read Leviticus 16. It's very clear. It's only through this substitutionary sacrifice that our sins can be removed. And so it doesn't matter what rabbis like Tovia Singer say. The text is very clear. Read it for yourself. Read Leviticus. It takes a substitutionary blood sacrifice to atone for and remove sin. And those sacrifices pointed forward to Messiah's death, his atoning sacrificial death. It's his death that these pointed forward to. And so if we don't put our trust and faith in his atoning death, what hope do we have that we can have our sins forgiven and removed? So what are you going to do? Are you going to continue to try to balance uh, the scales with good works? I mean, that's just so tiring. And we know deep down inside it doesn't do anything. Or you and I can put our trust in Messiah Yeshua's atoning sacrificial death and experience complete forgiveness, healing, and cleansing. In him, though our sins are scarlet, they shall be white as snow. In him, our sins are not only atoned for, they are removed as far as the east is from the west. For me and my house, we will observe Yom Kippur, not with dead works, but with a genuine faith in God's Messiah, Yeshua ben Yosef who laid down his life as an atonement for our sins. Decades ago, decades ago, I came to, to an end of myself. I was so ridden with guilt and shame uh, concerning the way I was living my life, just that, that private torment and wearing a mask and posing to be one thing while really just mixed up and confused and in bondage to different areas of sin. It was just agonizing. I encountered Yeshua the Messiah. I gave my life to Jesus the Christ. I cried out and said, God, forgive me. I trust in your son and his death as a payment for my sin. Cleanse me. I'm tormented. Cleanse me and free me from my sin and shame. And he did that. He did that. He saved me. He cleansed me. He forgave me. He removed my sins. I've had so much peace and joy from that day forth to this very day. You know, 40 years later, I'm still living the thrill of the joy of my salvation, of the forgiveness of my sin, of the cleansing that can only be found in the Messiah. I, I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you enough. Give up your dead works and just surrender to the work of Messiah on your behalf. He died for you. He paid your debt already. Put your trust in him. What are you thinking? Put your trust in him. 
I know with an unshakable faith that God will forgive, cleanse, and remove all sin, guilt, and shame, and torment from anyone, Jew or Gentile, who puts their trust in his only begotten Son, Jesus the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach. This is the true meaning of Yom Kippur. So again, what are you waiting for? Are you stuck in your sins? What are you going to do? Don't you want real forgiveness? A genuine cleansing from guilt and shame? A peace with God that passes all understanding? Listen to me. More and more Jewish people are discovering and experiencing a genuine and everlasting Yom Kippur by placing their trust in God's Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus. So why wait another year? Place your faith in Yeshua right now and experience the reality of what Yom Kippur was always meant to be. So won't you pray with me? This prayer, I want you to pray this prayer with me. If you're ready for a real, genuine experience of what Yom Kippur was meant to be, pray this prayer with me. Accept Yeshua as your atonement today. Pray with me. God of Abraham, just repeat that without, uh, just repeat that after me. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I believe that your son, Yeshua, is the Messiah, Savior of the world, and King over everything. I believe he died as an atonement for the sins of the world, which includes all of mine. I put my trust and faith in his atoning death as a payment for my sins. I believe you raised him from the dead and that he is alive forevermore, sitting at your right hand and in heaven. I ask right here and now, in the name of your son, Yeshua the Messiah, forgive me for sinning against you and others. Come and remove all of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me from all guilt and shame. Save me, O Lord. Heal me. Give me the peace that passes understanding and the joy of salvation that King David describes in his Psalms. Thank you, O Lord my God, for Yeshua, my atonement. Do this work in me. Set my heart free. May this be the beginning of an everlasting Yom Kippur for me. Now, receive the promised salvation of our God as revealed to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Go and have the best Yom Kippur you have ever had and be sure to share your salvation experience with all who are heavy-hearted and troubled and stuck in their sins and shame. And then write us. Share your story with us. We would love to hear from you. Happy Yom Kippur to you and your family. Well, that concludes our program for this week. A special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah, and to our listeners and supporters for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in, Yeshua, in Israel, in the U.S., and throughout the world. 
We are a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. Subscribe now. Pray with us. Give financially and share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. And until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua the Messiah. Shalom. Haksameach. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.